Welcome back, y'all. This is Toby Keith presenting the PCS Podcast. Hope you enjoy. Yeah. We got winners. We got losers. Chain smokers and boozers. And we got guppies. We got bikers. We got thirsty hitchhikers. Welcome back. Everybody, thank you for joining me. This uh, season is marked by many long delays between podcasts. Uh, Of course, none other more prominent than the Jersey Jack podcast, which happens to get an episode out every three months. So apologies for another delay, but I am glad you're still with us. I'm happy you're listening, and thank you to Toby Keith for opening up the show today. It's funny, uh, there's a little Texas theme to today's show. Texas and Utah, some good country, where they listen to a lot of good Toby Keith country music. What, of course, is from Texas and Utah? That is Deep Root Pinball. Deep Root Pinball. We're going off script today. It is Sunday, the 27th of September. And uh, it is a beautiful Southern California afternoon. Just trying to squeeze out the last drops of this wonderful sunny weekend here in the communist state of California. And I have a few thoughts. So, of course... Got a couple pinball disappointments to bring up today. And again, I'm off script, so I'm just trying to go from memory here. My notes are somewhere else right now, but a couple of pinball letdowns, if you want to call them that. And I don't thrive on the negative. I thrive on the good and the, and the positive, mostly. But these things I simply cannot avoid, and so I need to come clean and come honest through my podcast today about what I have been disappointed in with pinball. Let me start by the first elephant in the room, the largest elephant in the pinball community right right now, and that is Deep Root Pinball. They are from Texas. They are from Utah. They are are our favorite speculation thread in Pinside and our favorite speculation discussion and commentary about games which are up and coming. Now, what happened this last week? On September 21st was the planned launch of that's Deep Root's first game, which would have been Raza. And many of us were expecting more than one title on launch day, in fact. That would be me as well. And so we all waited with bated breath on Monday morning as a stream was launched. And ultimately, hours later, perhaps less than that, it crashed. And everybody thought, oh, well, that's a real bummer. Deep Root's reveal stream has crashed. So there, everybody went with broken hearts and uh, straight to the comment section on Pinside to talk about it. And it seems that the, uh, the stream was a joke or a prank of some sort. In any case, the launch did not happen. The much-anticipated uh, much launch of Deep Root did not happen. They failed to launch. So I don't know how many people were terribly heartbroken. I wasn't heartbroken. I was really curious to see what they were going to do with their game, if they were going to launch two or three games perhaps. But, and their, their, their price structure was kind of important to me. But, you know, it is what it is. And so people just kind of, whatever, they dropped it. But I find it just absolutely amazing that a company can promise launches for three years in a row and still fail at the latest iteration of a launch. So um, I'm really kind of bummed and disappointed in Deep Root. I'm disappointed that they keep beating their chests and keep talking about the excellence of their company and their product and yet don't bring anything to the market. That's disappointing. Um, I was looking forward to seeing something new and fresh and I was let down on Monday. But that's not the end of it. Guess what this company did with their product? Guess what this company, which had promised so much to all of us during the past three or five years, 
Guess what they did with what was most important to them? The, mo the thing that's most important to Deep Root right now is what? It's the launch, right? Getting their product to market, getting us to see their machines, getting us interested in their machines. That is entirely within their control. It's their decision to make when and how to do it. So instead of doing a launch on Monday with information, pricing, whatever, pictures, streams maybe, and video of their beautiful games, which they promised, the next day, I think it was Tuesday, perhaps even Wednesday, but in any case, in the coming days after their delayed launch, what did Deep Root do with this thing that they so cherished and this thing that, w that it was such their privilege to reveal to us, the Pinside public? They handed it to Twip. They gave Jeff Patterson their reveal and said, can you do this for me? It would be like, it would be like having, uh, you know, your wife, your husband, you get pregnant for the first time, right? You're looking, you're trying to make a baby, you're trying to get pregnant, and finally, you guys have a positive pregnancy test. And what do you do with it? Let's say, oh, you hand it to one of your friends, your neighbor, and say, hey, I got a positive, my wife's pregnant. Hey, uh, Johnny, would you mind texting all of my relatives about my, our, our big baby news? Would you mind sending them emails and texts and calling my parents and calling my family members and telling them my wife and I are expecting? Would you mind doing that? It's the biggest news of our lives so far. It's the most important thing that's going to happen this year by far, probably in the next coming years. The most important thing that's going to happen to us, at least now in our young marriage. And would you mind sharing that news and blowing that story up for us to everybody we know and care about? Same exact thing. This is Deep Roots Baby. The thing that they've been nurturing and trying to... To, to build for years and the things that they've been making major league promises on to all of us for years the most important thing to them the launch of their game the, the demonstration of their uh, their excellence the demonstration of their upcoming dominance and dynasty of pinball and they hand it to Twip and say hey hey man this is a hot potato just take it take it so Twip does so they reveal whatever details they were permitted to and there were many of them I'll grant them that there was tons of details about the game the platform expected new titles features etc even I think I don't know if pricing was in there but anyway they handed this baby news to Twip and Twip generously obliged of course and provided all of us with the, the details of their entire uh, plan for the next so whatever one year or whatever with regards to their production their game the features of their game. I don't. I. I will never understand that. I am. I am befuddled. I am baffled at this very point. So deep root. I don't even know if anybody's going to say shame on you, and I won't say shame on you. But I'm dying to know who made that decision. I am just curious more than anything. Disappointed, sure, but curious, man. Who at the top was thinking, "Hey guys, this huge piece of news, this huge gigantic thing that we need to reveal and we should reveal." I don't really feel like doing it, guys. I'm hungover today. Let's call Jeff. Jeff will do it. All right, cool. Guys, here's some photos. Send Jeff the photos. Send Jeff some details. He'll write this awesome article, this cool reveal page for uh, the public to view. And that'll be it. Good job. All right, cool. Ready? Break. I'll never understand it. So go to Twip if you want to see the details, but uh, that's where you'll get it. Um, so maybe someday in the next couple weeks we'll see a reveal stream of the gameplay, but after that sort of a launch, if you can call it that, I'm just, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little bit, um, I'm just confused. So... Go check that out. Very disappointing. Um, very startling and befuddling and baffling. Lots of adjectives I can use for that decision and for that, that outcome and that entire week-long anticipation resulting in that. So, yeah. Next topic. Disappointment number two. Pure imagination. Pure imagination. What do you think of when you hear those two words? 
If you're like me, you think of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You think of that wonderful movie, that wonderful song sung by Gene Wilder so, so beautifully with musical accompaniment. You think of the movie itself and how cool it was. And then, of course, you think of the pinball game, which we've all been playing and enjoying, and the idea that pure imagination is the wizard mode, the final wizard mode on the game. The game, which, of course, is a pure gem. Uh, and it's a pinball gem. I love it. Really well done game. Coding could have been different, but hey, the game is wonderful. Um, so, pure imagination. I'm playing Wonka, and I'm just dominating the game. Just having a great, great game. 20, 20 minutes in, I've got four golden tickets. I'm getting very excited. I set up my video camera behind me during a pause in the gameplay to make sure if I did reach the wizard mode, I had it on camera. I flick it on, and there I go. And pure imagination finally reveals itself to me. And what did I get? I get the music. Wonderful little soft tunes playing at the front of the song and the lyrics, and then the little light show that starts to twinkle. And it's not a whole lot more than that, at least to the casual player, even the not-so-casual player like me. So it's a, a little different light show, but in other, in other, I'm not sure what to say about it other than it was, it was anticlimactic. It was a little bit of a letdown, and I'm, I'm disappointed in that. Now, I'm not, like, heartbroken over it, because I still love the game. I think it's got so much merit that regardless of its wizard mode playout and how that looks and sounds, it's still going to be a great game and still plays like a dream. But, boy, it was underwhelming. That's, that's the, uh, that's the fact. That's my opinion, I should say. It was underwhelming, and I hate to say that because I love JJP and, and I love Wonka and I love Pat Lawler. I think it's all brilliance. Um, but underwhelming indeed. It was, um, yeah, very quiet, kind of subtle, kind of nuanced and, and very mellow for wizard mode. Not a lot, uh, not a lot to grab your attention and make you really feel the energy, feel the buzz of the wizard mode. I'll contrast that. With a game like Johnny Mnemonic, which I owned for years and sold just uh, about oh, a year and a half ago. Johnny Mnemonic, you reach the wizard mode. It's called Power Down. And literally, everything starts going ballistic. The game is looks like it's going to explode. Multi-ball never dies. You can't dra- It'll keep resetting the ball, so sending them back on the playfield. So you, you can't die out on a drain. And, and you have a certain amount of time to get Power Down mode and reach, you know, hit, shut down all the zones, etc. There's music. There's lights. It's chaos. It's absolute chaos. And it's a really great wizard mode, if you ask me. Compare that with the very quiet, mellow, uh, pure imagination with a very mellow tune and not so many light shows and strobing and, and not so much excitement at all. Um, it's almost like that was the final mode before you were ready to go to bed that you'd want to hit because it would put you in a very mellow state of mind and put you right to bed in, in a soft way. So I just don't understand it. So I am disappointed. I expected it to be much more magnificent, much more magnanimous, if that's the right word to use here, but anyway, more exciting, and uh, it wasn't. So I got my game, I love it still, but yeah, disappointing. <sighs> Disappointment number three. So this last week I was chatting with a friend, a very close friend, about possibly getting an Avengers, an Avengers Pro. Of course, made by Keith Elwin, much anticipated game. I told, uh, I revealed, or at least discussed the, the reveal and said I think the playfield looks impressive, very fun, very unique, and very, very much looking forward to playing it. After we started talking more seriously about purchasing an Avengers, and all of us were sort of getting interested in talking about the prospects of buying one new in box, I went back and I said, you know, I need to look at this game again. And I looked at a stream on YouTube, and I have to say I'm disappointed in, in the gameplay. And I, I freaking think, I think Keith Owens fantastic. But this may be his, it may not be his best game. So I'm a little disappointed. I, I think the reason is is because he did go with a fan layout. 
And I'm not saying fan layouts are terrible. I'm just saying it is a fan layout. And, and it's, it looks like a fun game, but it certainly doesn't look like a home game, at least right now. Um, and so for that reason, I'm a little disappointed because I really kind of wanted to put another Keith game in my collection. And I was looking forward to the prospects of that. So that's my disappointment. Um, I'm not saying anything's bad about the game necessarily. I just don't know if it's going to last a long time in home collection. But I'm very much looking forward to playing it and seeing it and witnessing another Zombie Yeti art package, which of course are, are amazing. A real close friend of mine bought in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's loving it, so good for him. That actually looks like a funner, more lasting game than, than Avengers because of the side flipper and the side loop and the side ramp that are associated with that, that whole aspect of Teenage Mutant. Um, I just think it's more unique. So... Um, when Keith Elwin was talking to the, I think it was Slap Save Pinball, no, Super Awesome Pinball Show, he mentioned it was a fan layout. And he agreed. So it is what he says it is, everybody. And if you love fan layouts, I say get it. If you think that fan layouts only have so much staying power in a home collection, kind of like I do, then be just be careful. But yeah, I'm a little disappointed that I, I couldn't really, I think I need to switch directions on that one and wait for um, Guns N' Roses. So... What are we all doing lately with uh, with these new titles coming out? So, uh, allegedly, Cactus Canyon's not coming out from Chicago Gaming soon. Who knows what'll be that? What'll what'll come next then? Um, that that's the latest rumor, of course. I think I might have reported that a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago. So, rumors, rumors, rumors. Maybe Toten, maybe Theater of Magic. Um, how about another rumor? How about the rumor that Jersey Jack will not be releasing GNR Guns and Roses? Rather, they will be releasing Toy Story instead in October. That's a pretty far-fetched story, story based on the history of the rumor itself of Guns N' Roses, so I figure that's kind of maybe out there. But it, nothing's impossible. I, I bet you a million bucks that Pat Lawler's done with the game, and I think it's probably done anyway, code complete, or at least ready for release. I bet that's the case, because you can bet Pat Lawler finished Wonka back in, you know, January 2019, so here we are in September 2020, a year and eight months later, and the guy probably has a new game ready for us to enjoy. So I don't doubt that Toy Story's done, and I don't doubt that GNR is done, but what about this? What about this? What about JJP does something that no one's ever done, at least in our recent decade of pinball, or 15 years or so? What about they do this? Sorry for the poor grammar. What if JJP released GNR and Toy Story simultaneously? What if they did that? I think that would be pretty cool. I think it would be uh, precedent-setting, at least the first of its kind in recent years. And I think it would be a, a, a really cool move. Why do I think that? Because GNR is not anywhere near the audience, uh, same audience as Toy Story. GNR is a much older, or at least more edgy audience that's not a kids-friendly game. It is a full adult theme for full adults. Toy Story is a child's theme for children and young adults and fathers and mothers of young children to enjoy. So you're asking two different sets, two different demographics to buy two different games. Why wouldn't you, right? Seems seems to stand uh, up to reason here that they would sell a ton of either or both copies if they released them simultaneously, right? You've got two different demographics. Now, I'm not saying that one person who bought GNR wouldn't buy Toy Story as well. I would certainly be interested to buy both titles if they were awesome. I would certainly be interested in both. I think they're both great themes. Um, but I'm saying that there seems to be a distinct crowd of GNR lovers who would who would probably not buy Toy Story. So maybe, just maybe, we start the rumor here. And the rumor is that GNR and Toy Story will be released next month, and we'll all have a choice to make then. That would be a fun choice to have to make, wouldn't it? Anyway... 
Looking forward to seeing what the heck happens in any case. October is just around the corner. It is literally just around the corner. I'm looking forward to it. Also, cool stuff topic for today is desert season is also around the corner, everybody. If you are in Southern California or any place with a desert which you can ride in with your dirt bikes, quads, dune buggies, and side-by-sides, pack your camping gear, get all ready, get your bikes tuned up, because the desert season is coming. I'm thinking about going to Acatillo very, very soon. Very, very soon. Acatillo Wells out here in California is one of the best riding spots in the area. It's a lot of fun. Lots of rocks, lots of whoop-de-doos, and lots of sand. Most of all, lots of family-friendly, clean fun in the dirt. So, uh, wish me luck. Hopefully my motorcycles will start up and I can get the kids out there for a little RV trip in sand and uh, just have some fun. That's what's next on my to-do list. I might also get back out to Lake Havasu in the next three weeks or so, depending on how things go, but um, you know me, I'm always planning something. So, thank you for joining me today on this little uh, three-quarter episode of Pinball and Cool Stuff Podcast. Hope you guys have a great Sunday. And again, stay safe and God bless. If I was Jesus.